Hello, this is Collective Noun. For a high-quality program, press 1. You have pressed 2. This is Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. Welcome to the show tonight. And uh, look, just to kick things off, Zach, we might be sitting on some enormous McDonald's exclusive information. While we pride ourselves on being exclusive with fast food news. That's it. No one else gets the fast food news faster than us. There's some bigger (laughs) news sources. They go with politics. They go with sports. We say, no, we want to be number one in the fast food industry. You know, everyone likes to talk about how good the ABC's political coverage were. But where were they when McDonald's brought back shaker fries? Nowhere to be seen, Zach. That was all ours. That you was had us. inside information on that. I did. Have, and yeah. that we're still putting our application <laughs> in for the award. I was disappointed we missed a Pulitzer, to be honest. But you know what? We, there's always next year, as they say in the journalism industry. The point is, Zach, tonight we have stumbled upon a McDonald's hack. Something that I didn't realise you could do on the McDonald's menu. I think this could radically change the night for everyone out there who's considering a Macca's run. And, you know, anyone who's considering a Macca's trip again in their lifetime, this will change Hang on, are life. you talking about the thing you did last time you and I went to McDonald's together? Uh, it, it, it certainly revolves around that. You're ready to release that to the I'm, world? I've decided. I've been sitting on it for a while, Zach, and I'm ready to send this public. Wow. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you need to stand by because what Don mm. Faye yep. can do in a McDonald's restaurant with that <laughs> menu yep. is incredible. Right across Australia, you're listening to Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. This is Dom's Google history. Dom, you can learn so much about someone by what they search on the internet. That's why each week we go through your Google search history. Mm. You don't know what we found. You don't know what we're going to read out. But what you do have to do is explain the weird and wonderful things that you have searched on the internet. My only knowledge this week, my only memory is that I've had a few financial worries and I'm a little concerned that maybe something of that realm might pop up. No, I didn't find anything financial. Okay, you didn't find out me being concerned I was getting scammed? Oh, yeah, I did see that one. (laughs) You're not not mentioning that one? Uh, We might mention that later in the week. Great. What do you got? Our first one, though. <laughs> yep. Sunday at 11.55pm. Is it good luck if a bat poos on you? <laughs> that sounds like the Google search of someone who just got pooed on. Okay, well, you heard the old saying that it's good luck if a bird poos on you. Yeah. You've heard that, right? You wanted well, to know if the luck transferred <laughs> to bats. Does it, does it work at night time? Because I was walking from my car to my house. You know that bats aren't night birds. <laughs> they're different animals. They're different, but they're the same family, aren't they? More or I don't less. think so. Wings. They're the winged family. Okay. Um, no, I was walking back to my house and, I, you know, just felt... Bat poo's very sticky. Have you ever been bat pooed on? No. Very sticky. Um, very kind of slimy. I think it's a little acidic, isn't it? Doesn't it, like, strip your pain of your car? Yeah, it can do. It didn't... It wasn't eating into my skin, so it wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't too acidic. But, yeah, and I was like, oh, that's really unfortunate. And then I realised, hang on. Maybe my luck's about to turn around, but I couldn't find anything about that poo being good that luck. That idea of it being good luck is 100% yeah. just trying to make people feel better who just got pooed on. Oh, really? Yeah, but, well, there's no such thing as good luck. <laughs> okay, that's, well, when you say that, I guess that's a good point. But anyway, unfortunately, there's nothing out there about bat poo being good luck. So I ended up with my luck in its usual bad state and a bit of bat poo on me. Uh, the next thing you searched, Monday at 8.10pm. Oldest living dog. <laughs> I okay. want the facts. Well, I was chatting to some friends who, one friend told me they were they were adamant. My friend Jacob said he was adamant that he once met a 30-year-old dog. Does he mean met? 
at a dinner party. <laughs> well, no, he just said he said he once met somebody who's like, here's my 30-year-old dog. Yeah. And I was like, that doesn't sound right. Mm. I've never heard of a dog. That like, seems too high. Oh, way too high. I mean, 30, that's almost approaching middle age. I've, never, I, I've known of dogs maybe reaching 20. Mm. Surely not 30. And so I was proving my point, Googled it. I think the oldest dog in, in uh, history is just over 29 years. It could have been. Yeah. It could have well, been your friend's dog. I mean, and le- maybe if they were rounding up their age to 30, I guess it's possible. I think that dog lied to him about his age. <laughs> you can't trust him. I've always said that about dogs. They always want to be older than what they actually are. Uh, the last thing you Googled, Saturday, 11.42 p.m. What is the average amount of time people spend in a bath? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I really wish that my bathing habits didn't show up in this segment as much as they tend to do. Um, I look. How I, long did you spend? I don't want to go into exact numbers. That's what we want. Uh, it was over two hours. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, That's a long time. It's a long time in a bath. I fell asleep. It was. <laughs> Isn't that dangerous? Can't you drown? I'm pretty sure I would have woken up if I started drowning, wouldn't I? Fair enough. And also, there's a lot of bubbles in there. My head would have just dipped in the bubbles. Okay, so you woke up. And what is it like waking up in a bath? Are you disoriented? You're quite disoriented. Your, your body, your core body temperature feels a little bit all over the shop. And you're kind of like, where am I? Initially, I thought I was Neo in the Matrix. Yeah. <laughs> just waking up from the Matrix oh, in that pod. Oh, hang on. Yeah. I know why you have to spend so long in the bath. Mm. You have to get the bat poo off. <laughs> <laughs> really got to scrub hard. This is Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. Dom, I want to acknowledge the best teacher mm. I've had in my life. And actually, you know what I realised today? Yeah. I feel like it might be the best teacher in everyone's life. So you're not talking about a specific high school teacher or something like that? This is a bigger thing than that? Uh, no, I'm talking about pop songs that spell words <laughs> in their <laughs> lyrics. Have you heard the uh, latest one from Marshmallow Friends? <laughs> It's catchy no. and educational. It's a very forceful spelling lesson with a uh, swear word in there. It's Sesame Street for adults, <laughs> and that's what I love about it. Look, that's, I mean, that's very helpful. I don't think it was likely I was going to forget how to spell friends anytime soon. But if I did, a very handy resource. Well, see, that's true. That one's a lot easier. But throughout yeah. my life, songs mm. have taught me how to spell a lot of things. Like in grade two, what would we have? Like a thousand spelling tests. Yeah. Didn't learn a thing. Mm. Listen to Fergie once. I know how to spell glamorous. These songs, I feel like, Dom, mm. they're like Happy Meals. You enjoy them at the time, <laughs> yes. but they give you something to take away, something to enjoy at home. I'd forgotten that Glamorous had a U in it. So that's actually one I've just locked away in my mind there. My favourite teacher, the yeah. best teacher mm. of all time, yeah. is Gwen Stefani. <laughs> to this day, to this day, if I have to spell bananas, I think of this. All I'm saying, Dom, this yeah. is my idea. Teachers sure. of the country, listen up. If we want to take our education yeah. to the next level, all we need to do is convince Ed Sheeran to write a song about Pythagoras' theorem, <laughs> and we're going to have a nation of geniuses. This is Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. Uh, Zach, I've stumbled upon a McDonald's hack that I think could change the McDonald's uh, going experience for everyone around the country. Occasionally you do see these articles. Mm. 
uh, menu items that aren't on the menu at McDonald's. Yeah, the various customizations, maybe secret items. This is one I actually picked up from my uh, younger brother, uh, Hudson. Now, him and I are both celiacs. We can't have gluten. And so we kind of band together and try to find gluten-free solutions to the world's problems. You're the only army that can be beaten by white bread. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and look, he told me, he said, Dom, you know how you, you used to love a bacon and egg McMuffin at McDonald's? And I'm like, of course I did. I've, I mourn them every day. I have a, pr- a candlelit vigil set up in my bedroom to bacon and egg McMuffins. He said, well, they don't have to be gone. I'm like, what do you mean? And he's like, well, you know how hash browns at McDonald's are gluten-free, which of course they are. He told me what he does is he goes along, he'll order a bacon and egg McMuffin, but get this, he removes the buns. And he uses hash browns as the buns. Wow. Now, okay. okay. Well, th- like yeah. a lot of people hearing this would yeah. think, hang on, <laughs> that actually just sounds better. It yes. doesn't sound like a substitute or, no. you know, something that's less than. Mm. That sounds like a way to make any bacon and egg McMuffin mm. or really any burger better. <laughs> now, I stumbled upon this information about three and a half, four weeks ago. I wanted to give it a few taste testings before I brought it to the show and, and to the public. I can tell you I've ordered it on three occasions now, Zach. The last time the person at the store was amazed when I ordered it. What happened? Oh, they just said, I've never heard of that before. They went and got the manager. And the manager said, 15 years at McDonald's. (laughs) (laughs) And this one's never come across my desk. Uh, You think you've seen it all. (laughs) You think you've seen it all and this comes along. Each of the three taste testings, amazing. I will say... If the, if the hash browns are fresh out of the fryer, it can be a bit crumbly. Yep. You want them to have sat there for a little bit. But each time, Zach, it is unbelievable. It betters the original McMuffin, and it makes it great for celiacs out there. And so I thought what we should do is kind of open the lid on McDonald's hacks, because we actually had a podcast listener, Marcus, get in touch with the show, mm. um, who suggested that they have a, a podcast, sorry, a McDonald's hack of their own, surrounding McFlurries. Marcus does join us now. What's the McFlurry hack, Marcus? Oh, uh, yeah, this is something me and my friends used to do all the time. You just go up to the counter and ask for a soft serve in a lid, which is uh, 50 cents, I believe. Um, and then you just add whatever toppings you want for an extra 50 cents each. And how much are you saving when you do that? Uh, I believe it's over $3. <sighs> I mean, those savings, they add yeah. up. <laughs> I'm half wondering if we should have put Marcus through a voice filter, something to disguise well, his voice. That's a good point, Dom. Marcus, how do the employees respond? Are they all happy to do it, or do you get a little bit of resistance? I'm going to be honest. I don't think they care. No, nah, they, 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 they don't care. They don't care. I reckon they're proud that you found a way to game the system. <laughs> they're it. not allowed to publish it, but they're like, yes, <laughs> he's done it. Well, that is genuinely remarkable. That is an incredible McFlurry saving. Thank you so much, Marcus. That cheers. And, and it does open up a whole new world, Zach. We want to do this now. 131060. Have you got a McDonald's hack? We're making a list here. We're putting together, compiling a collection of these McDonald's hacks. Maybe for like Dom's, mm. it's one for taste. Yes. Or maybe like Marcus's, it's for savings. Because I know that people have their secret items, their secret customizations, maybe even McDonald's employees themselves who have a, a hack or two. If we can put together this list, Zach, this will be worth a fortune, a list of McDonald's hacks. 13, 10, 60. Sean in Sydney. Sean, what's your McDonald's hack? Yeah, how you going, guys? Done well, Sean. About, I imagine we're about to be going much better when we hear your hack. Yeah. Well, a cheeseburger, I think they're $3.20 or $3. Mm. But you can get yourself a, a hamburger for a dollar and add the cheese for 50 cents. <laughs> <laughs> okay, 
price. That's a half price cheeseburger. There's a loophole. That's uh, surely that one's been exploited by McDonald's. Sean, how often uh, you've never been stopped when you order that? No, nah, never been stopped for that. Wow, Sean's at large. <laughs> he's on the run. That's incredible. Obviously, he's using a different name <laughs> when he's calling so. in. Uh, Ashley on thirteen ten sixty. What's your McDonald's hack? Hey, so if you go and order a cheeseburger or anything, mm. get it on a steamed bun. The steamed bun is like a softer bun, so it's like a fillet of fish. If you've ever had a fillet of fish, yeah. it's the same bun that's on that, and they always have to serve your burger fresh. Oh. So oh. it's to get a hot burger, but it's soft. Okay, well, I've never heard of the steamed bun. See, the this steamed is fun. That's a, that that is a secret menu item I haven't even seen on the news.com articles when they put this one up. We're getting That's... suspiciously close to steamed hams here. I am <laughs> aware that we could be getting trolled, but I think that one was legitimate. Uh, Sarah in Melbourne on 131060. What's your McDonald's hack, Sarah? Hey, well, my McDonald's hack is, well, I don't eat meat. Mm. So for years I've been putting, like, um, getting a cheeseburger with no meat mm. and putting fries in the middle. But now that the hash browns are out all day, I get a cheeseburger with no meat and get a hash brown in the middle. I have literally tried this exact same thing, Sarah. It's pretty good hack. It's it's good stuff. I, look, I know as a vegetarian, Zach, you're always looking for what you can put on a burger instead. Well, I of thought McDonald's was done for me forever. Yes. Until I figured out that you could put a hash brown so on the a ha- burger. The hash browns are saving the celiacs. The hash browns are saving the vegetarians as well. That's incredible. We've also got Cameron on thirteen ten sixty. Cameron, what's your McDonald's hack? Yeah, can I tell us my McDonald's hack is um, going in and getting a medium coke, and the shirts you can get from the McCafe, say like vanilla. Put a shot of vanilla in your Coke and then you've got a vanilla Coke. Oh, <laughs> that's been a complaint that's for it. so long that McDonald's <laughs> doesn't have vanilla Coke. But Cameron, wow. he doesn't see a problem. He sees an opportunity to be inventive. Uh, well, get ready, McDonald's stores around Australia because you're going to have motorists in their thousands rocking up for vanilla Cokes. Right across Australia, you're listening to Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. Facebook Marketplace. Price is right. There's so much weird and wonderful stuff being sold on Facebook Marketplace. This is why we play Mm. a Price is Right with the things that we find. I've been through Facebook Marketplace. I found three items Mm. this week's theme, all connected by the word circus. Yeah. Dom. Well, this is really exciting to me, Zach, because when I was a kid, I dreamt of starting a circus. Well, this is your opportunity. I didn't know it was that easy to do that. If you can pick all three items within one dollar, mm. I will buy every item for you. Can I ask, are these all from the one seller? Is there one circus that's I'll given up the look. game? No. <laughs> they've given up the game and they've just started sell the tent, sell everything in it. Let's start with some smaller items. Sure. Fire twirling equipment. How much are they asking Ooh. on Facebook Marketplace? What do you get in the fire twirling equipment? Can you see there? A number of different... Um, apparatus, I think you could uh, say. Maybe three or four. Yeah, so okay. there's like sticks you light on fire, juggling mm. sticks, and I think there's um, a chain <laughs> that kind of you spin as well. But it doesn't come with lessons? You just kind of figure that bit out? YouTube tutorials? No. I guess. I reckon for fire trailing equipment, you're looking at about $200. Mm. You can get double the amount for that. 100 Wow. <gasps> Keep in mind that second hand. That's still pretty good, though. I mean, if it still works, that's... What do you mean if it still works? It's a stick you light on fire. <laughs> that's, that's true. I'm just saying... There's no you, technology here. If you invest in classes and they're in 100 bucks, you could be busking on the a, a street in the city in no time. I'm not positive if you can fire 12 busking. <laughs> that seems dangerous. <laughs> that seem da- I think I've seen someone do it. Okay. I'm sure you can do it. Uh, the next one, you could do it while you're riding this, a unicycle. <laughs> 
What are you getting a unicycle Ooh. for? Secondhand on Facebook Marketplace. Does it look like a good unicycle? Like top of the range? It doesn't look top of the range. Okay. I right. would say mid to lower, if I'm honest. Because I reckon if we're talking premium unicycles, they get in the thousands pretty quickly. Like, really? I reckon like, thousands of dollars for yeah, a unicycle. I'd like a good bike. A good bike. Yeah, but about bikes 10 have gears and aerodynamics. I don't think anyone's buying unicycles <laughs> for speed. <laughs> uh, they shouldn't just install unicycle lanes next to the freeway, <laughs> like the bike lanes. Um, okay, well, in that case, if you don't think that, then for an average one, I reckon you can get a, an average unicycle for 50 bucks. 50 bucks! Bang on! Come he knows on. these unicycles! Outstanding. Jeez, um, in saying that, have you ever tried to ride a unicycle? Yeah, I had one when I was in high school. Not it, you had one? Yeah, I bought one online. Really? Mm. Is this you selling it now on Marketplace? No, that one's long gone. <laughs> I could go in like a straight line a bit, but I couldn't do that thing where they rock back and forth. It was a very cheap one. Yeah, right, okay. No, it collapsed when I sat on the one, and the guy was upset I broke his unicycle. (laughs) So apologies to him if he's listening. Uh, Dom's got the worst circus ever. (laughs) You'll need this if you want to start it, though, Dom. Yeah. Circus tent. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. It's massive. Like a full circus tent. Someone's just selling... So we're talking like Cirque du Soleil-sized... How many people do you reckon you could fit in? Oh, hundreds. The caption is, ever dreamed of starting your own circus? Here's the perfect opportunity. That's incredible. I mean, and you don't even have to necessarily use it for a circus. You could just go camping with your family. Well, you need (laughs) to buy a fair few lots, I think. (laughs) I'm just thinking, I mean, you can set up a whole mansion inside your camping setup. What's it going to cost you? Oh, a circus tent would be expensive. That's got to be at least two grand. Way off. Yeah. 20 grand. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) <laughs> 20 grand for a circus tent. Well, look, if I put in eight grand, you put in eight grand, our producer Michael can cover the last four grand. Yep. We can quit this show, Zach, and go and start a circus. Roll up, roll up, <laughs> come and see Dom. <laughs> Destroy a unicycle. This is Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. This is Collective Nouns Out of Context News. Making Out of Context News tonight, Pete Evans doesn't want to read all the royal baby news. There's better things to do with your time, like mm. spend it with your family. Or, or just go out for a walk or, or drawing or something. Also, Harry Styles loves Koshi on Sunrise. I think he's one of the most talented dudes I've met. He's definitely... A special person. And Donald Trump finally saw the footage of last week's MKR fight. They're vicious. You look at some of these videos, the level of craziness and viciousness. Right across Australia, you're listening to Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. Now, over the weekend, Zach, uh, they've banned in France vegetarian foods from marketing themselves as being like meat. And I mean, I, I know we don't normally just cover news off on the show, but I have to especially go Especially not French news. <laughs> especially not uh, food news from France. However, this is some of the best news that's happened in 2018. Really? I'm so passionately in favour of what they've done in France. Can we just clarify what's happened? Right. So, you know, the um, uh, vegetarian products that have come out and vegan products in recent years, they'll have like uh, meat-free steaks, yes. or they might have like a dairy-free cheese. It'll be beef in inverted commas. Something like that. Or cheese that's spelt with a Z instead of S. To try to make it sound like it's like cheese, even though you know it's, it's got no cheese in it. Basically, these vegetarian substitute products for products that contain uh, meat or dairy products. Now, I have, as you know, been against these for a long time. Have you? 
Oh, I'm totally, now this is, I want to be clear. This is nothing against vegans or vegetarians. It's against trying to make it out like it's the same thing. It's not the same thing. And we all know it's not the same thing, Zach. And it's caught me out well, one too many times. If it's, if it's caught you out, yeah. then you don't know it's not the same thing. No, I don't know it's not the same thing at the supermarket. I do when I'm eating it. So this happened to me a little while ago. I got, um, I was in a supermarket and anyone who's seen these vegetarian products would know that they're kind of, they put them on the shelf right next to the meat, right? They don't. No, they do. Oh, it's pretty close. So I was trying to find burger patties, beef patties. Yeah. And I picked up what looked to me to be beef patties. There was a picture of a cow on the front. No, no there was <laughs> There was. And it turned out when I got home, that was trying to promote how they're healthy. For, this is oh, good. So it was a cow with a big cross through it. <laughs> There's no beef. So I, look, I picked up these beef, these beef in inverted commas, uh, patties. Took them home, cooked them up, sat down. And you know when you're ready for a burger, you're all excited. You can't wait to dig in. And within one bite, I knew what a mistake I'd made. I don't believe that you instantly knew they were different. Well, I had two. <laughs> you got through two before you realised. <laughs> well, I, okay. I put a lot of cheese on the burger, so it was it was somewhat hard to tell. But I, I don't think you up. can tell the difference. You can absolutely tell the difference. I'm a vegetarian. Yeah. And um, yeah, I think they taste pretty similar. A pretty similar or identical? You're the big beef guy. I am. You think you can tell the difference? And I'd, I love the phrase big beef guy to stick around if we could, please. Beefo. Um, no, you're going to, look, it, it, it is a pale imitation. Mm. And, and I just think, go and have a salad. Stop pretending you're having a steak or a burger patty. So just have a salad. If I told you that I've brought in a beef bolognese <laughs> yeah. and a beef free bolognese tonight, yes, you can tell me that you'd be able to tell the difference. Absolutely. Like that, I could do it blindfolded. I don't even have to look at them. It's that easy. <laughs> what happens if you're fooled? Mm. What happens if I'm fooled? I'll go vegetarian. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Pardon the pun, but the stakes have been raised. <laughs> uh, uh, up next. Uh, oh, we're not actually doing that, are we? Yeah, I've brought them in. Oh, no. <laughs> I've checked if they're gluten-free. I know yep. that you're celiac. Oh, no. <laughs> Up next, Dom Blindfolded will be eating a beef bolognese yep. and a beef-free. <laughs> a beef or, imitation. As Dom calls it, beef imitation, <laughs> yeah. vegetarian bolognese. If you can't tell the difference, <laughs> you have to go vegetarian. I don't have, no. I, you said that. Uh, you said that. Do you know what? Look, I'll stand by it because I'm that certain I'll get it right. I'll pick it easily. Okay, it's coming up next. Right across Australia, you're listening to Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. Meat eaters of the country, your king, Dom Fay, <laughs> might be about to become vegetarian. Look, it's fair to say that um, well, you went vegetarian recently, Zach, and I've been covering the slack for you. I enjoy a steak. I enjoy a burger. I'll enjoy any sort of dairy product. It's one of my favourite foods. When I went vegetarian, it was almost 18 months ago, mm. did you consciously double your effort? <laughs> I You're like, well, I'm eating for two now. <laughs> I didn't have to do a lot, to be honest. It was a relatively easy process for me. But this is this is surrounding the news out of France recently, Zach. They've banned meat substitute foods. So basically, you can't have meat-free steaks or veggie pa- uh, patties that are meant to look like mince. Basically, now they, they're going to outlaw people pretending one thing's the other. I don't think Dom can pick fake meat from real meat. Mm. He said he can. Yep. I've got the two meats outside right now. If mm. Dom can't pick it, he has vowed to become vegetarian. Dom, we have two minces outside the door. Producer Michael's about to Mm. bring them in. You won't be able to hear what's about to play, but everybody, this is which meat is which. Bowl number one is vegetarian. 
Bowl number two is real meat. Back to the studio. Okay, Dom, as producer, Michael brings mm. the two bowls into the studio. You have some corn chips there to dip into the mincemeat. Okay, well, the first bolognese, uh, I'll be honest, I-, I imagine they do a pretty good job of making it look like mints. Yes. So it's it's the taste where the matter comes in. So you're admitting that they both look like mints? Um, one looks a little runnier than the other, but both of the sauces do look like right. mints. Have a taste of bowl number one. Okay, bowl number one here. This actually smells a lot like uh, the, the pizza squares I used to get at Tuck Shop back at, at high school. <laughs> Great reference there. <laughs> All right, here we go, bowl one. Uh, 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 can I just say before I start... I'm feeling quite ill about the thought that I'm about to eat vegetarian imitated meat. This is against all of your this beliefs. Really one is. of these two bowls <laughs> is your favourite thing. Yes. The other one is your arch nemesis. Uh, all right. All right have go. a taste of the first bowl. Hmm. It's pretty grainy. Yeah. The bolognese sauce is quite strong, so it kind of overpowers it. That texture feels odd, though. That texture doesn't feel like what I'm used to, to tasting. It's feels a bit too, off. Too dry, maybe? I mm-hmm. mean, it's, look. We did make this in the radio station's well, that's true. Um, sandwich <laughs> press, just so you know. <laughs> just So we don't expect restaurant quality here. And look, it's hard to know until I've compared to the other one. I'll have the other one. Have yeah. bowl number two and see what you think. Did you put cheese in these? Yeah, we did. Oh, well, that's lovely. I mean, you've really made a whole meal for me. Now, you think it's because we're being lovely towards you. Yeah. What we're trying to do is do as much as we can to disguise which is which. <laughs> and we knew by putting cheese in, it would throw you off. All right, here we go. So, second one. This is certainly much runnier consistency. What does that indicate for, for you? Uh, I'm not entirely sure. I, I, it's, it's quite hard to tell, but right. I can't see as much what, of what looks like mints in this one. Have a taste. Here we go. This is bowl number two. Dom might be about mm. to become a vegetarian. That tastes very different. My first question. Mm. I want you to tell me which one tastes better. Bowl number one or bowl number two. Not which one you think is meat. Which one tastes better? Well, I'm about to go against what I believe here. I believe bowl one is the vegetarian one, but I, I actually preferred bowl one, to be completely honest with you. Okay, what are you going to lock in? Which one's vegetarian? I think bowl one is vegetarian. Oh, he's got it right, ladies and gentlemen! Bowl one! He's picked it! I'm, yes. I'm, my head's all over the place at the moment, <laughs> because although he was able to pick it, yes. he said it tastes better, so I'm quite confused well, here. I'm just putting that down to you picked a better sauce for, for bowl one. I could certainly tell that it was vegetarian. The mince was grainy, it was dry. I mean, I could see that you tried to fool me by putting less mints in the second one. You thought you'll spare it out a bit more. Ladies and gentlemen, he yeah. didn't know the countries of the world. <laughs> he was catfished online. He's been involved in a number of scams. But when it comes to meat and fake meat, you can't fool him. And you can't get anything oh. past this keeper. And the good news is I'm not going vegetarian. If you run a steakhouse around Australia, get ready. I'm on my way. The king needs to celebrate. <laughs> right across Australia, you're listening to Collective Noun with Zach. And Dom. Dom, I'd like to open the file of, is this product really necessary? Okay, well, uh, there's a lot of stuff in this this file. Uh, what, what, are you, what are you entering today? I was in the dairy aisle of yeah. a supermarket the other day. My favourite aisle, I, uh, it's, it's my natural habitat, the dairy aisle. I do love milk, I do love cheese, I've, I spend a lot of time there. I've just sent you a picture of what I found. Yep. It's on-the-go custard. Custard in a metal pouch. <laughs> Hold on a second. This is like uh, almost, almost like what are those like slushy things that they have? Like in those, uh, almost like a Yakult, but not a, you know, like a snack pack sort of thing. It's in a pouch. In a pouch. Like an aluminium pouch and it's custard on the go. Um, they say down the bottom. All right. For your home. Yes. For your office. Okay. Or for the outdoors. 
custard on the go. Has anyone ever needed to eat mm. custard on the go? It says they use it in the office, well, but is anyone between busy meetings <laughs> going, I don't have time to sit down for a good old bowl of custard. <laughs> what I need is it in well, a pouch that I can slam it down fast. See, as the dairy expert of the show. That's why I'm bringing um, it to you. Yeah. I'm against it. What do you think? Well, I'm thinking that... Traditionally, custard has been a side that you might have with a dessert at dinner. That's, and always sit down in a bowl with a spoon. Yeah, that, that's its extent. And I don't even think you'd have custard as a standalone product normally. It would be with something, with a cake, with a slice, something like that. Usually. Usually. I reckon that they've had a meeting at their, this is Paul's here, and they've realized they're not selling much custard. Yeah. They've decided they need to diversify custard. Custard needs a new market. It needs and to be on the go. It needs to be. Now, what they're probably thinking is maybe we could start selling custard as not a dessert accompaniment, but like flavored milk, a snack in itself. Hmm. And I have to say, in the past minute since I saw this, I can feel my mouth watering. Oh, it's growing can, on you, is it? I can feel my appetite wetting. And I am, I am entirely an advocate for on-the-go custard. And I want to put it out there to Paul's, to anyone making on-the-go custard. If you need a face or an ambassador for on-the-go custard, it might be the role I was born to play. You're a busy man. You yeah. don't have time to sit down and no. eat your custard with a spoon. No. I, here's, let me pitch the ad at you. Here's yep. the ad. It's me in a suit going from meeting to meeting in a boardroom in the middle of the city at a high rise. And I look at my watch and you can see it by my face that I'm stressed at the moment. And then I smile because I remember in my briefcase, and I open the briefcase with my papers, yep. an on-the-go custard. How long has it been in there? <laughs> Unrefrigerated. <laughs> look, those, it's the magic of TV. You don't ask those questions. You just assume that I've taken the proper health precautions preparing the custard. See, but Then I drink the custard. I go into the next meeting. I get the client pitch over the line. We shake hands. Yep. And we walk it's out. It's all to do with the custard. We celebrate with another custard each. You believe that it's because they're trying to diversify. Yes. I think they bought too many pouches. <laughs> <laughs> they found a box of these aluminium pouches out the back. Yeah. And they're like, what do we have that we can put in these? We can't put yogurt in it. Um, how about custard? <laughs> Oh boy, I gotta say, you know, with laugh as you may, I'm definitely picking up some custard on the go in the next few days. Absolutely. It looks outstanding. All right, well, um, <laughs> I stand corrected. Um, that is what we've got time for on the show tonight. If you do want to hear the full thing back, search for Collective Nan on iTunes, you can get the podcast there. And we'll see you Thursday night at 10. Bye! Oh, yeah. That's all from Collective Noun. Grab podcasts and videos online on Facebook at Collective Noun Comedy.